Thank you for listening to this episode of the 365 Message Center Show. Check out our website at 365mcs.com for all the details about our show. And we're on all the socials at 365mcs. Hello, everyone. Episode 277. Mm. Uh, We are talking, and you've probably seen it in the title, we're talking Microsoft 365 Copilot. Teams green screen, a the Teams Files app is actually going to be useful, hopefully. Sorry, that's probably not, not redundant. Yeah, not Maybe. redundant. Maybe. No, no, no. Um, totally useful. So, uh, yeah, welcome everyone. Uh, this is the first, I was told it's the first day of spring in the uh, Northern Hemisphere. I, I was told. How's that, that work? I don't, I don't know. Because it's really cold here, so I'm not entirely sure... So you, really you don't spring? you don't like time it with the beginning of a month because we like have the first day of spring in southern hemisphere is first of September. I no calendarly not, speaking. Cal well, actually, I thought it was the twenty first. I'm I'm just going to be very hmm. honest with everyone. I thought it was the twenty first when season starts, and it's the twentieth here. It's the twenty first for you. Hmm. Yes, but it's the twentieth, so I don't know. All I know is I have a hard time, you know, keeping up with uh, what day it is. So, let alone seasons. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be here with you, Daniel. Me kicking too. off the 365 Message Center show, episode yes. 277. Plenty of stuff to talk about. Indeed. Shall we start talking about it? Uh, sure, why not? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. That's yeah, what we're here for. First up is people. Might as well talk about people. People... And Viva for Microsoft mm-hmm. Viva Suite. This is MC528359. And this is yet another subscription. Yay. No, it is um, It is really talking about a, a new service plan. So if you'll remember, what is a service plan, Daniel? That It's those things that you can check for people when you have a license that you can um, give them access to things it's on by default if you if you give them an access so this is a service plan for people in viva and so as far as license is concerned you have to have the viva suite or the viva suite with glint to be able to turn this on and really right now it is the only feature we're getting that we know about Mm -hmm. is org explorer in outlook desktop and this is kind of the organizational chart on steroids or i don't know if that's politically correct to talk about steroids maybe maybe we should just say it's got more features um and it looks fancier so (laughs) um but being able to have the org explorer we have a screenshot there that's uh, daryl is showing on screen but it is you know be able to get more information about what is there who how many reports people have uh how uh, i like the idea of seeing you know, you're looking at someone, how many people are below them uh, mm. in the organizational chart uh, to explore that um, and, you know, get more idea of who they are, where they're working, like their their location and um, and more. So uh, this is the first uh, thing we're getting as part of this. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting even more. Uh, there's some additional information down on this message. But I mean, so this is a kind of a quick one. At least this message has a screenshot, by the way. I want to call that out. We've had a few of those lately that haven't. This is begin rolling out mid-April. 
So in about a month's time, a complete rollout early May. So just in time for the Microsoft 365 conference that's happening in Vegas, I, I guess. So hmm. um, do you use Outlook desktop though, Daryl? Oh, no. Actually, I, I use yeah. uh, Outlook on the web a lot now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so, I just I just find that it, it, it actually has a number of different things that I need it to do and I can arrange it into different browsers. So, But I, I'd expect the org explorer will appear in the web experience uh, too it's just we tend to see features come to the web experience earlier i hope that we will see it there because if let's think about and i saw information on this this week so uh they are really going to uh disable if if your app only works for Outlook desktop when we switch over to the new Outlook we've talked about this before on previous show uh, the new desktop then if your app is not created for the web experience it's not going to work mm. and they're starting to even call it classic Outlook desktop experience so once I'm you get hoping, that classic label you know, I hope that this will work in web as well that that seems like it should right mm. uh, new features definitely should be uh, focused on the web so i you know what what would be really great is to have an assistant to ask that to be able to say hey is uh are we going to get this org explorer in the new outlook i'd like to have that maybe some sort of you know pilot or co-pilot along the way that gives me information this this week just gone um it was ai everywhere everything all at once it was you know in a number of different products and platforms and uh, it was announced microsoft 365 copilot uh, a a reasonably big well a big event yes a big event big announcement uh we've seen all kinds of AI chat experiences and generative experiences uh, and this uh, certainly excited the world uh, because it was not just about going out to the internet but leveraging what you have within your organization so this message mc528800 is not really a message saying here it is here it's coming um and and it's imminent but rather one of those messages that we sometimes see in the message center which is more promotional but still important um it's at least it's telling us some things like oh, look don't worry it's not it's uh, not going to impact your azure ad uh but but what is it let's just briefly talk about it um there was a good blog post here that sums it up and uh, certainly a uh, event and a, a video or two on the uh, the internet uh, to uh, to explain um what we're what we're looking at is really the fruition of the partnership Microsoft has with OpenAI um, really coming to light. Uh, that clearly they've been doing a lot of work in the background to make um, this possible. It uh, is a co-pilot in the sense that it's going to be across different products in different products, not going to a landing page, asking something, and then getting that generation of stuff and going back to the application. Um, I think I had something here to easily be able to play through and show that. But um, the cool thing about it is it actually will 
um, be super useful. Uh, I think one thing that I'd been discussing on the on the socials, Daniel, was it feels like for years I've been using search language and and Phil's words, talking at a browser like a baby, you know, feeding it two or three words and cutting out the stuff because that's what will turn up the the um, the search results as I demand them. But learning to talk naturally again and asking Copilot to uh, come up with a 10-slide presentation there from from a, a Word document that I've pulled together as a proposal. And quite, quite magically, uh, there it is. It's going to help people like me too, uh, who are not great at using Excel, um, to, to be able to pull figures together and analyze them without actually having to know uh, a bunch of formulas that I, I might have to pull together. Um, Daniel, like, what, what a... What did you think of, of this when you heard about it? And, and can you see how big of a deal this is? I, I think what we've, we've been really excited about this chat GBT and, and how we can integrate some AI into how we work. And I think this promises to bridge the gap of that's great, but how do I integrate this into mm. what I do? And I, th one thing I will say, the marketing, the, the, the co-pilot is, uh, I, from, I got, uh, someone told me, oh, whoever came up with that was that there's, that was perfect. All right. That's the, so, uh, at least the branding may be on point, but, um, how we actually integrate it, uh, it, I'm kind of in a wait and see mm -hmm. holding pattern right now that we were, I just had a company all hands meeting this morning, regularly scheduled and everything, but it was asked uh, during the Q&A time about this and how we can integrate it internally, you know, in mm -hmm. our own processes. And I was like, I really don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I have some ideas, but how it actually happens, I'm not sure. Um, mm. And that's why I said it promises to do things. I just don't know, you know, how quickly we'll be able to get things. But I would love to be able to say, you know, um, in a meeting, there's some chat going on and be able to, you know, get another meeting scheduled or to do items just done mm. for me and I don't have to do anything or or like you said, create a PowerPoint based upon these bullets. I mean, you know, things like that actually helps me be productive. Um you know, I think there's there's a lot of room in the power platform. I don't know. The, the, again, it promises to to help out. I just don't know. Mm. I don't think anybody knows exactly how we're going to be fully integrated here with this. Yeah, like we've seen a lot of these kinds of videos that paint a picture of the future, and then we do wait for a while for things to yeah. turn up. Um, sure. Case in point, Microsoft Loop. Uh, but it's. I think this is something that is closer to what the experience will be like uh, because we do know what that chat experience does. And the power of it is that you're you're leveraging your own information, your own conversations, your own relationships within your workspace, mm. uh, your organization. And uh, it's, it's going to help pull that sort of thing together. Uh, it feels like it's definitely more of an individual tool at this stage uh, to help you uh, pull something together or catch up with an email or uh, create something as a prompt. But I have seen something in one of the demos there where it, there was actually people both interacting with the co-pilot to, to, to feed the prompt. Um, and that was quite impressive to, to 
more than one person working with Copilot. I can just imagine Copilot going, sorry, so who was talking? What was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, there's no there's no dates here on this message, of course. It's really just it's here and it's available. Um, we know like Andy is is pretty keen on covering AI stuff, so go check out um, his channel. He's uh, done a great video on on the Bing side of it, and surely uh, we'll come out with some opinions and thoughts on uh, Copilot too. But um, yeah, no dates to to talk off. Just uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah. There'll be plenty on the socials to, to look at it. Yeah. Before so, we get into the next message, oh, yeah. Daryl, I mm. feel like we've brought some value. So I'm going to, okay. because this is your sticking point. You want to bring value. It is, before, man. You can't just say it at the beginning. It's like before, watching a video that starts yeah. with ads. Come Bef on. Well, that's like every video on YouTube. But anyway, um, so how about giving us a thumbs up, giving us a rating on this show, uh, giving, throwing a comment. We'd love to hear from you and share on socials at 365MCS everywhere. That's what we are, 365MCS. If you do a search on uh, any of the uh, places you get your podcast, you're going to find us. Uh, we'd love for you to keep watching and listening, but also for your coworkers and your friends to be able to do that too. So go ahead and share this out on Twitter, and Facebook, Insta, TikTok, or whatever, you know. Uh, give us a, give us a share. We'd love that. And uh, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Thanks so much, everybody. Cool. Daniel, uh, your turn. Hmm. Tell us about this, uh, this thing that Fairy God, the Geek Mother, was uh, mentioning earlier about files and Teams. Yeah, so this is Microsoft Teams, new files app in Teams, MC528955. And... This message addresses an issue that I have with Teams. One of my biggest issues is that Teams is great for allowing chats to happen, okay? And then chats mm. around files and, and be able to get some collaboration. But what happens next week when I go, where's that file? that we were? I know we were talking about this on Tuesday. Where is it? Um, so it, the files experience in Teams has been a little bit lackluster okay so this is talking about and addressing this to bring it into a more modern experience uh, where and it's actually what i would say a familiar files experience hmm. so it is if you you know uh, look at the screenshots you'll say wait that kind of looks like the OneDrive files experience. Well, if you say that, then I would say good on you. You have a good eye uh, because it, <laughs> it does. It's, it is um, that OneDrive files experience. So, and which brings me to why, why do this yourself, Teams? Why not use OneDrive? OneDrive is the files place. Let's just use it. So I guess somebody on the program team said, yes, let's just do that. Uh, hmm. So, you know, when you go and look at the home, you'll be able to see uh, your files with those filters. No, you're not going to be able to customize those filters, it, it appears. And we've talked about that before, how we do not like that. But uh, being able to find files that are in your OneDrive, in Teams sites, in uh, across your, your surface of Microsoft 365. Um, so I like this. Um, it will be interesting to see how this comes into play 
when you are a member of a gazillion teams mm. and yep. a gazillion is a real uh it's a big big number it's a very big number uh so how <laughs> how will this work if you're a member of dozens and dozens if not hundreds of teams how will this work in finding and showcasing your files you know, oh easy you, you'll you'll go to uh, the search box or you'll talk to copilot and say uh, find see, me the file that now see this is this is the hope and dream yeah right i i would love to go to copilot and say find file whatever just one little name that i worked on with so and so yeah just pop it up and i don't have to deal with all that so um so this until is, then though daniel until you, then you'll be you'll be hitting that more places button a few times yeah and we'll see how that works um it historically has not worked well um across any of the places where you have to say more places uh it typically doesn't list everything unfortunately mm. Um, and it, I would much rather it be more of a search experience, but Whoops. anyway, so this is going preview, completing it by late March. And I just looked in my targeted tenant and it wasn't there. So we don't know when it's starting, but we know when it's supposed to be ending in preview and then standard release will be rolling out early April, uh, completed by mid April GCC and GCC high early May completed by late May and then DOD early June by late June. So we're the rolling this thing out and hopefully it'll be updated to everybody in the world, in the world by late June. So um, I feel like the, um, again, I, I need to get my hands on this to see if it's going to be mm. a good experience, but um, I don't use files in teams. I, I don't use it because it's not a great experience Agreed. for me at all. Yeah. So this improvement for me is going to be hopefully better, but we'll see how it handles all of that. Um, you know, I'm working and looking and on files all the time. How mm. is it going to keep up? So we'll see. I mean, OneDrive does a pretty good job. So if it's just that experience, I think it'll be all right. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you kind of already have your hands on it, right? Because it is OneDrive. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, once we, we won't be uh, green uh, in using the uh, functionality when it rolls out. Nice one. Yeah, I, I will not be. Uh, I will uh, be an old hand. Um, with that, Daniel, uh, clever segue. We have a, a Teams green screen feature to Teams meetings. That's MC529415. Are we all getting a green screen? What do you mean? What does that look like? It looks like this. You get huh. a green screen. You get a green screen. We all uh, green yeah, screen. we all get a green screen. Uh, kind of, but not really. Um, what's happening in this uh, lovely picture here is that it is still using a virtual background, but it is removing your background, replacing it with green. Is that what's happening? Maybe. No, actually, it's, uh, it's going to give uh, better support um, for people who might use a green screen. So not necessarily this green screen here. Uh, it's going to rely on you having a nice clean background and it could be a solid color like green, like blue, or even just a white wall behind you. Um, but it will mean that uh, you can 
get a more accurate virtual background going because it, it has tight edges and you can you can use that um, quite effectively. So if we go back into, uh, was there another example here? Yeah, here it is. Um, so with the green screen applied, I'll just drag that a bit. What is your color background? And uh, then you can extract it and um, have a sharper image. And like Daniel, this is one drawback um, that I find with virtual backgrounds. Love them for privacy, love them for, you know, keeping stuff, whatever's happening behind you in the background in the office or in the bedroom, wherever you're working, you know, wherever your office or desk is. Um, but I just not keen on, you know, bad lighting and AI, not AI, but arms going missing, ears going missing, people's faces fading in and out like they're Homer backing into a hedge when something's gone wrong. Um, <laughs> green screen is going to, to help with that, I guess. Um, yeah, no, that that's, I think, the biggest promise here for me is mm. that experience of not, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, you, you move your hand back or forward that, that, you know, it won't look goofy. It's mm. like, you know, uh, it, it will give a better experience. Now, it does have to be clean, the background, and, and has yeah. to be plain. And it even mentions, you know, a like a uh, semi-transparent, like if you're in a, a meeting room or you have a wall, a glass wall that's got a little opaqueness to it, that won't work either mm. uh, really well. So, um, you know, I, I find it's going to be interesting because I think a lot of us have done things like, you know, put stuff behind us, like paintings that you know means something to us or get yeah. some character well we're not going to be able to take advantage of this so mm -hmm. does that mean more people will stop doing that or i don't know well i think it's going to be interesting to see um something else about this daniel uh, it is there are hardware limitations uh, it does rely on the intel chip to leverage this for desktop platforms uh, so those of you who are using a mac M1, M2, um, and the ARM chips, nope, not going to work. Uh, I think that also means it won't be supported on mobile yet, given that a lot of mobile platforms are, platforms are ARM as well. Uh, users must apply a background effect in Teams meetings to enable the green screen and should select the color backdrop. So it's the order of what you're doing is that you apply that background you choose what your background color is or as close as possible to it, and that should sharpen up the background image. Uh, green screen will be automatically disabled uh, for background blur uh, and together mode while being compatible with the presenter mode. So that will make presenter mode appear better as well if you're into putting yourself inside your slides and or beside, um, beside your presentation. Um, Cool. Um, so that is rolling out in late March for public preview, standard in GCC for mid-April, and GCC high early May, DOD early June. Um, look out for that. Uh, Daniel, uh, nice. I would like to say that I'm happy there are going to be some more choices in SharePoint when I'm creating sites. Okay, you would like to say that, or you, you uh, are uh, actually, that? I am saying that. Um, okay, let me say that. Okay, thank you for letting me say that. It's your turn now. <laughs> Such a smooth transition. Oh, look, just you're better at this than I am. Just, just get on with it. Hurry well, up. 
new SharePoint site templates, MC529412. And uh, it has been just a little bit since we've gotten new templates. We're getting more. Yay, we get three new site templates. And remember, these are ones you can apply when you're creating a site or after you've already created a site. And hmm. even you've been using it for a while. All right. So this is three templates. One is going to be a new organization home site template. So kind of a, you know, Kickstarter to your home internet, uh, possibly, if that is something that uh, maybe you haven't done already, or you'd like to, you know, apply this to something and see, get some ideas from it. Um, the second one is new, a brand central. So it's just a template for, mm. to showcase um, and talk about brand. And so it's got, uh, you know, the layout is more about, you know, product or brand. And then the third is a team site template um, that is an accounts payable template, but it has Microsoft Syntex integration. So this is really to help you get started with using Syntex and understanding and how to use it, uh, connecting to that document library that's going to be on that site. So um, you, again, you can apply the template to an existing site or you can go create a site and then, you know, apply it um, as the, you know, purpose driven, you know, it's that that's the site that you want to use and play around with this template. I would advise you to, to do that uh, before you apply it to any site that you're already using. Go ahead and create a test site and then apply it to it and see what happens. Um, so you'll be able to uh, create these and apply these very soon because they're rolling out targeted release by the end uh, or they'll begin rolling out by the end of March. And then standard release will be rolling out early April and completed by mid-April. So these are coming out very soon. Um, Daryl, does does this excite you, or in a in a way of like you know being able to get started quickly on on these kind of things? And what do you think well, about this home the the you know new template for the organization home site? Yeah, well, uh, starting with that um, organizational home um, to give organizations a, a a quick start or starting point to come up with a great looking home site because. Home sites connect through to Viva Connections, don't they, Daniel? This is a way of bringing your intranet home site into Microsoft Teams. However, um, if you haven't done that, you're probably sitting looking at a Viva landing page with Viva apps along the top, uh, dashboard, feed down the side, resources, and then a little link up the top right-hand corner saying, go to your home site if you can forget it. So uh, I think... This is a good way to, to bring through yeah, your a, a, a good-looking home site if you haven't already done it, quick and easy to start. And for those of you who want to bring a home site into Teams for Viva Connections, you'll need to use a fancy PowerShell command to, to set that as the case. The other one that I, I like, though, Daniel, is Brand Central. Uh, just for those orgs that uh, do have branding guidelines and, or want to communicate to the rest of their people, their org, this is how we need to present ourselves. Here's where you'll find um, organizational images, the organizational images library, Daniel, our documents library, the files one. Yeah, I reckon that would be a good place to to locate here if you haven't already set one up and have that branding, lab, uh, branding site over the top to say, this is the font that we use, here's our colors, here's our whatever else is, here's our 
PowerPoint templates and, and stuff like that. Indeed. That's how I feel about that. Okay. Um, indeed. It is, uh, like I said, coming very soon. So um, the uh, get prepared because uh, this yeah. change is coming right at you and your users are going to probably want to use this and, and uh, need to understand how that applies. And, you know, having that um, syntax uh, integration, I think is going to be cool and get people started mm -hmm. using it. Um, I, you know, I just wish there was other ways to use syntax. Do you know of one, Daryl? Oh, funny you should say that, Daniel. Uh -huh. OneDrive, OneDrive um, uh, and Syntex were working together to be able to split PDFs apart and make them page by page. So get ready for a, another long title for a message. Microsoft Syntex, colon, split PDF pages into, P into new PDF files with extract action in OneDrive for iOS. MC529434. Uh, so if you are on the go, you've got your phone out, you're like, oh, Ah, hey, look, there's a PDF. Um, oh, uh, I want to make these pages separate so that I can share just separate pages. I'm going to share that or get syntax to, to deal with that and split those out and extract it using OneDrive. And uh, now I've solved that problem on the go from my phone. As I talk through that use case, does it feel like something that you think would happen reasonably frequently from your mobile? Don't know. No. I don't. <laughs> but, I mean, it's there. Uh, yeah, it's good. Like PDFs, uh, let's think about this. Contract comes in, it's PDF'd, uh, looking for you to, to sign it. Maybe you need to uh, share pieces of that contract. No, that's probably not a good use case. Uh, invoices. Multi-page invoice comes in and you might, no, no you can want to keep that together too. Is anyone in the chat tell me where and why you would split a PDF into separate pages? There's probably good use cases for it. I just I think maybe can't a cover sheet, you know, um, okay, you know, stuff like that. Maybe um, you know, and we talked about this whole capability of doing this with um, before, you know, mm. on, in OneDrive, but it wasn't to do with syntax. I think this is mm. a really a nice way to extract what you need from what you're sent that's that's mm, the okay. way i look into this now is this something that will be part of every day i'm not sure i don't know the use case i, I haven't come up with one that really would be a, an everyday one but um you know maybe something that you're sent a pdf that includes a bunch of stuff that you know you you don't need and you need to capture the stuff that you do need for syntax to process it. right maybe yeah well, i think like it extracts, but then I'd want to just select the one or two pages that I want to share. So it looks like this will extract. No, no, okay, okay, okay. Here we are, here we are. Um, I'll see if I can blow this up a bit here. Yeah, so extract, select the pages that you want, and then it looks like you can uh, go ahead and save just those pages. Okay, that sort of makes sense. We can do that. Uh, and save it to our OneDrive. Cool. Um, okay, when is this landing? Do, do, do. Oh, okay, before we do that, some users are going to see this feature ahead of others. Love it when that happens. Um, but not so not so bad when it's not a collaborative feature that relies on other people having the same thing. This feature will just arrive and you'll be able to use it. Um, what is it? It's available only for Syntex licensed users. I think that's something else we covered when we, we last mentioned this. 
Um, and there's nothing you need to do except go out and buy Syntex. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Go buy it, people. Yep. Uh, rolling out in late May, uh, late April, and finished by late May. And Indeed. we're finished now. For the for, for this time, sorry, for this yeah. time. That sounded very dramatic. I'm sorry, Daniel. We're uh, finished. We're fi- you're, you're finished. You're finished. Get out, sir. Get out of here. Amazing. All right. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Please make sure to go ahead and share. Um, I, I'm looking out for you to share on the socials. We will uh, amplify you as well. So make sure that you do that today. Um, and uh, we're at 365MCS on all of them. So thank you so much for joining. And every, that lively chat uh, in the live chat on, on the episode, really appreciate it. And we'll, until next time, we will see you later. All right. See you again.